0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one. With your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. What is good, people? Welcome to another episode of the Undiluted Football Show. I'm your host, Taylor. Okay, it has been a while, but we are back here with another show, ready to talk about the latest action in the Premier League. Let's start off with the biggest story Spurs upset City 3 2 Spurs against Manchester City at the Etihad. You know what? I was speaking to a Spurs fan just before, and he said, you know what, I feel like we can do City. I feel like Spurs, Spurs are not the greatest team, but I feel like we can do City. And I was just like, Spurs and City, over the couple of years, I think that Champions League quarterfinal, uh, the, um, the Palviachenko one, Spurs and City have had some good games over the couple of years. So, like, it's always, you, you never know it's Spurs and City. And, listen, Harry Kane showed why Pep Guardiola tried to bid four times in him in the summer. What a game for Spurs. I feel like Hurricane and Kalevski and so on had a great performance. And at the end of the day, the better team won. Spurs were clinical in their chances and City just weren't up to scratch on the day. Now, what does that lead for the title race? Manchester, Manchester City are six points ahead of Liverpool. Although Liverpool have a game in hand and they still have to play Liverpool, the title race is back on. You heard it here first. Well, you didn't hear it first. I bet people have been saying it all morning and all day. But the title race is surely back on now. I was even speaking to the creator of this show Sam who is a City fan and texted him I said mate title race back on he said yep and that's how you got and just like that just like because we all thought January it was done I think City were like 11 wins clear I know Liverpool still had the game in the hands but you just you just never knew and I'd still expect City to win the title but we now have a race whether Liverpool beat the City is another story and whether they catch up is another thing but speaking of Liverpool let's quickly talk about the, a good another good win against Norwich. They uh, conceded first, actually, at Anfield, but dealt with Norwich, Sadio Mane, Mo Salah, back from AFCON, back in the goals, and Luis Diaz getting his first goal in front of the cup was a nice thing for Liverpool fans, I guess. But one thing I will say about this Liverpool team is Jurgen Klopp finally has a squad. I know we all used to banter Liverpool squad depth and say that they don't have good squad depth. People used to say Prison FC has better squad depth than Liverpool. But now you can bring off Luis Diaz off the bench, you can bring Firmino off the bench if shots are starting, and so on and so forth. The other day they made a triple substitution at, um, at San Siro with, like Naby Keita, Henderson, and I've got who the other one was coming on. So Liverpool actually have a squad now for the first time. So we, we are now going to concede them... Competing with the likes of City because they can have a squad and they have not as good of a squad as City, but enough players to come in and do the job. We even saw Trent and and Robertson were out of the squad against Norwich, didn't even need them. And they put on um, Joe Gomez and Shimikas at wing back, uh, at at fullback. Sorry, and look, they've done the business 3 1 simple as so Liverpool do have a squad. So don't be, don't be, um, don't sleep on Liverpool, don't sleep on Liverpool. But if we're talking title race wise it's between city and liverpool i still think it's in city hands i know people always say with the title race who would you rather be the chaser or the chasey um i would rather be the chase the... no i'd rather be the chased because this reminds me of i'm not sure if, if anyone watching remembers the 0809 season it was like this with man united and liverpool and I remember Liverpool always used to play... United were ahead by points. I think it was like two points within minute. So if Liverpool won, then Liverpool would go on top just by a point. But Liverpool would always play first for some reason. United would always play on the Sunday. And I always preferred them playing first because they were chasing us, right? And I think it's harder to chase someone than to be chased, in a sense. Because one, is never it's not in your hands if you're, if you're the chaser. Right now, it's not in Liverpool's hands. It, it's in their hands if they win their game in hand and they beat City. But... At the same time, then again they're level on points. And I think uh City have a better goal difference, or Liverpool have a better goal difference. I'm not too sure. Let me quickly just verify that. Who has a better goal difference? Oh, it's close. It's only two, so 46. Okay, so it's only so it is close, but as I said, I would rather still be the ones being chased because it's in your hands if you're getting chased, right? I know the pressure on from the chaser and we all saw how chelsea crumbled under the pressure with city and liverpool chasing them but when it's in your hands you only have yourself to blame right in liverpool's case being the chaser you can win every single game if they don't lose a single game there's nothing more you can do so i'd rather have it in my hands but anyway let's get on to some more games that happened today my man united beat leeds in the in the roses the roses derby now for some people that don't remember United Leeds. Obviously, Leeds had their stint um, in the championship and so forth for a good 14, 15 years. So, United-Leeds used to be a big derby. It's called the Roses Derby for a reason, you know, the Yorkshire Rose and so on and so forth. So, this was the first time that it was played at Ellen Road with fans for God knows how long. And I think my United fans know that teams we don't like, City, Liverpool, Leeds, we sing about them, I'm not going to say the chance because I'm not going to swear on here, but You know what it is. So it was a really scrappy game. I think like Storm Eunice helped in a sense. A proper scrappy. It was a massive waterlogged pitch. I felt like I was watching a game from like nineteen ninety eight with like the waterlogged pitches and just mud everywhere. But it was a it it was a good game for the occasion. It felt like a proper old school team. You know how Leeds play gung ho constantly. Um, At the end, Man United did win four two. I didn't expect Man United to lose only because Man United come against Leeds. They play into Manchester United's hands every time. And Leeds, when they play a big team, all you have to do is play your normal game and and win against Leeds because Leeds, we all know how they play. They're going for you no matter what. They're never going to go for the point. They're never going to go for the draw. They're never going to sit back and wait for you to... Uh, try to break them down they're going to go at you as if they're the home team well they were the home team in this sense but they're going to go at you as if you're the better team and if you have better players it, it kind of falls your way right And we've seen it with May united how they beat them 6-2 at Old Trafford last season 5-1 at Old Trafford this season and then we again 4-2 so it wasn't that much of a it wasn't that much of a great game but one thing i will say about May United quickly some good positives out of it uh, Jayden Sancho really coming into feet now, had two assists, could have had way more if people finished their chances. But again, two assists, a goal in his last, um, not in the last game, but the game before that. He's starting to come to his own now. And I feel like he's answered the question in a sense that we bought him to be our right winger. But he's answered the question and said, you know what? He's much better off the left, and we've seen it now. He looks very comfortable on the left hand. Another man in the match performance today. But Jaden Sancho is really coming in to find his own because he did struggle at the start of the season, and he was in and out of the team. But right now, he's looking like one of the first names on the team sheet down the left-hand side. What does that mean for Marcus Rashford? We don't know because we feel like Marcus Rashford's best position is on that left wing as well. But right now, Jaden Sancho has got that on lock. Rashford doesn't look as good up front or on the right, as he does on the left, hence why he was an unused sub today. So it's a it's a problem for Man United. It's I, I, There's no good problem, but it's a problem that isn't that bad. Like, it's where do you fit Marcus Rashford in his team? Whether he comes off the bench and beats a super sub, who knows? But Jalen Sancho's got that left on lock now, and I'm happy for him. He's starting to really show light the Premier League, and if he carries this on, he could be one of the best le- uh, wingers in the league for years to come. So next we're going to go on to another team who's third, just chilling, maybe within the top four race. I don't think they're in the top four race, but they're not in the title race. So they're just there, uh, which is Chelsea. Uh, Last minute winner from Hakim Ziyech to get all the three points. But I feel like one of the worst things about that game was not the winner. Chelsea won 1-0 at the end of the day. So they got the three points at Selhurst Park. But a shocking performance from Romelu Lukaku, who touched the ball seven times in a game in a full... Game of 90 minutes he touched the ball seven times and one of those times was kickoffs. so really truly really an open play he kicked off he touched the ball six times not even had six chances on goal six shots in general just touched the ball six times i feel like that is a concern for not only lukaku but for chelsea as well i don't think you can sign a hundred i think we have both to blame for that game i, I know people are quick to blame lukaku and people know my views on Lukaku, which I'm not going to go into because he listen. he paid, he was my striker for two years. So I could have told you exactly what was going to happen, but I feel like this is kind of Chelsea's fault. And the reason I'm going to say this is Chelsea's fault is because you cannot sign and player a 100 million pounds and not cater towards that. It just makes you look stupid. It makes, and we saw how he played in Serie A. We, we, we all thought that Serie A Lukaku was going to come in. The difference between that Serie A Lukaku is one, he played with Latorio Martinez. So he played with a second striker, too. A lot of his goals were in transition. And Chelsea are set up so tactically that they just move the ball constantly. They don't really beat you in transition. They just move the ball. They set up they set up at the back really well, have the wing-backs. It hasn't helped with, obviously, the absence of Reese James and Chilwell. But they set up really well, and they just move the ball constantly from left to right. And that doesn't really cater to Lukaku's game. Like, Lukaku's not there to, help oh, he break down teams. Lukaku's not going to run in behind all the time. He d- I'm not saying he can't run in behind, but he's not that type of player. And listen, we saw in his interview, and we've seen quotes of him saying that the style of the manager doesn't suit him. So I feel like... Cha- Listen, seven touches in a football game is not great for a professional football, regardless of what tactic you're playing. I think that's atrocious. I feel like even even if you're playing Sunday League and you've played 19 minutes of football and you've only touched the ball seven times, you can't say that you've had a good game. and You can't blame the team. Some of it has to be on you. However, you do have to look at this in the sense that what is next for Thomas Tuchel and Lukaku? Because you've signed a player for 100 million. You gave him the whole homecoming, H C O V ov thing when he signed. And he's not living up to the expectation, but you're not even helping him in the sense that he's not, he's not. You're not catering to his needs, and you can't sign a hundred. You can't sign a player for hundred million and not, not necessarily build a team around him because he wasn't there to, for him to be built around. He was there as seen as the missing piece to win the league, but clearly that's not worked. And it's either going to be, it's either going to be Lukaku or Tuchel, and We've seen this at Chelsea before where the board goes for the player rather than the manager. But I feel like Tuchel has enough plow and enough trophies in his year span of Chelsea for them to pick Tuchel over Lukaku. Now, I'm not sure what is going to do. I don't speak for Chelsea. But if they sell Lukaku, he's just not going to look great. And who's going to buy him now and the wages he is and the, and the money that they want for him? So it's not really a good sign for... Both Lukaku and Chelsea, but I feel like right now in this situation, the board will rather prefer Tuchel because one, he's delivered you to just the Club World Cup recently, you're in a League Cup final next week, and last but not least, he won you your Champions League. So you're gonna, I feel like when it comes to Chelsea stocks, Tuchel has way more in the bag than Lukaku right now. Whether they sell Lukaku is a different story. But they need to. Something needs to change because it's not right how how a player can have. So I think that's the worst, least touches of any player since they started recording stats. I remember I saw that stat, which I think is crazy enough. And for a hundred million pound player, I think that's ridiculous. So I feel like both are to blame in a sense. I'm not going to fully put the blame on Lukaku there. A lot of the blame is on Lukaku for you touching the ball seven times. That's atrocious. But Chelsea are not helping. But anyway, enough about Lukaku. Yes, also, Arsenal, um, they beat Brentford 2 1. They're looking decent, Arsenal. Then again, it is Brentford. I saw Lacazette give a, le- a cheeky little tweet saying a good kick about with the boys. For those that don't know, the context is when the first game of the season, when Brentford beat Arsenal, Ivan Tony decided to tweet a little cook about with the boys. And clearly, that rattled uh, uh, Lacazette and the Arsenal fans. So, the Arsenal players, sorry. Um, this is the thing with top four right now. Top the top four race is quite heavy. As a Man United fan, I expect Man United to go top four. I feel like we have a better squad. The reason I don't think Arsenal, I don't think West Ham are gonna get the top four. They're played the same games as Man United now and now four points in fifth. Arsenal do have three games in hand against Man United and they sit four points away. However, you're free those three games in hands are against Chelsea, Wolves, and Liverpool. All three teams that are not better, two teams that are better than Arsenal are one team that is two points away from Arsenal trying to reach that top four as well. So we've got to realise that it's not done yet and Arsenal are now in the same boat that Man United once were where Man United were saying, oh, we're in the top four race because we've got all these games in hand, but we didn't capitalise. It's harder to Say I have these games in hands and then actually just have points in the bag. You'd rather have your points in the bag. And unfortunately, Arsenal's games in hands are against the hard teams. So it's not ideal for Arsenal right now. My favourite to be top four is Man United. I feel like they create enough chances and have enough firepower to get those wins. Arsenal don't create enough chances for me. Yes, they beat Brentford 2-1 yesterday, but it is Brentford. They should be doing that. You are Arsenal Football Club. And secondly... Lacazette and Kessie, I don't feel like that's a strike ball that's going to fire you into Champions League. It won't be the end of the world if Arsenal don't get a Champions League. It'll be a missed opportunity, hundred percent. But really and truly, I think their first objective was to get back into Europe, and not necessarily the Champions League. What is the point of Arsenal making the Champions League if they're just going to get knocked out back into Europa League? So I don't really expect. Maybe they could reach second in the group, but then again, they're going to get knocked out in the round of sixteen. So. Honestly, I don't expect Arsenal to reach top four. I expect them to be in the top six. And I feel like the top six for Arsenal will be a good season, considering they finished seventh. That is progress, in my opinion. But who knows? Who knows whether, whether they do win their games in the hands? I don't know. But they've got Wolves during the week. They've got Spurs. That's a game in hand. And they've got Chelsea, which is another game in hand. So not the easiest of um, games in the hands to go against. But looking forward to next week, Champions League is continuing. I think uh, Chelsea are playing Lille. Should be all right. I feel like Chelsea will deal with Lille. No disrespect to Lille. They are the French champions, but I feel like Chelsea will have enough in their locker to deal with Lille. And on the Wednesday night, is Atletico Madrid versus Manchester United. Um, It was good for Manchester United to win this game, go into some momentum, because they have a really tough run of fixtures now. In March, they have Atletico Madrid, uh, then Watford, then... City away, Liverpool away, Tottenham home, Atletico Madrid within that as well. So they've got a lot of big games coming out Manchester United. So it was good for them to get that win today. Atletico Madrid have not been looking that good. Therefore, it's not going to be... It's it's kind of in favour of Man United right now. I know Man United have not been the greatest of teams, but they got that win today. Atletico Madrid have not been good recently. They have a lot of COVID cases. I think Yannick Carrasco is out for both legs of the case as well. I heard some news about Joao Felish as well. So who knows? Who really knows? It's Simeone versus ranjic Simeone will try and set up shop. We know how he plays the most negative football ever with that tacky 4-4-2. But we'll see. We'll see if Man United can break them. Well, this is the thing. It kind of plays into Atletico's hands because Atletico are so hard to break down. And one thing we know Man United can't really do is break down teams. It's whether I've had to go try and play football. Man United get them on the counter. That's that's how I see the game will be won. But there's no away goals in the Champions League right now, so who knows if Man United take it back to Old Trafford? It could be it could it could be anyone's game. But we'll see. We've got a lot of Champions League games coming up, and we'll talk about them next week on the Young Football Show. But thank you so much for watching another episode. You can like, share, subscribe, comment. If I was any, if if you don't agree with my opinions, by all means, I'd would love to chat. I'd love to chat, and I'd love to tell you why you're wrong. But you can uh, like, share, subscribe, follow Undiluted Media One on uh, Twitter. I've been your host at Tony fokay You can at me there. There we go. Got there at the end there as well. Until next time, people. Sports Social Podcast Network